All right, you've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. In the studio, my co-host, Mr. Sean Yurkaran, here on Wednesdays and Fridays. Sean, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Man, cold day, cold morning. It is. It's a, it's a wet cold. I mean, yeah. I, know it's not, I know it's not raining, but it's obviously humid because there's frost everywhere. And uh, it was definitely extra cold this morning. Yeah, it, it really was. It was. Uh, I had the heater and the fireplace going. Say, speaking of heaters and fireplaces, I may have asked this on the show the other day. I can't remember or not. Uh, if anybody knows a good a good chimney cleaning service, a good chimney sweep, holler at your boy. I got a I, I got a two for one for him. I got my house and uh, my neighbor across the street wants to get theirs done. Also, I've got a wood burning fireplace at the house that I've never used. Oh, right. And, it, you know, it's an older home. So, long story short, when I run the heat, it makes me sick. Yep. But I can do a fireplace, and it's kind of just a warm spot in the house. It seems to work a lot better for me. I'm the same way. We were talking about that before the show. I get so, like, just congested by the heater. It bothers me. So, I like that. That's why I like my fireplace so much more. If I can, the night before last, I was able to turn the fireplace on without the heater. But last night, I was like, man, I got to go for the heater. So, yeah, if you guys know a chimney sweep, 769 241. <clears throat> 1944 is the Guns and Gear text line. Shoot me that information. 769-241-1944. Or you can email me, clay at wyab.com. All right, Sean, what's mm. up? So a story broke yesterday. I think we'll start here. Mm. story broke yesterday that Rank County Sheriff's Department uh, went through some call it sensitivity training of sorts or uh, process training. Let's see here. I got it pulled up. Yeah. And we're going to. And we've got a we've got some details on a story that's going to break here in the next day or so. Yeah, uh, kind of update on the goon squad stuff, and I think we'll lead off with this, and then we'll go into that. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, this is on Jackson Jambalaya, Kingfish's website. There it says, um, "Rank County deputies undergo training." And it is this past January, inappropriate conduct. This is a uh, from Rankin County. This is from Sheriff Brian Bailey. Uh, this this post here it says, "Uh." This past January, inappropriate conduct from an isolated group of deputies injured citizens in our county and undermined the reputation of this department. The safety and security of our citizens and visitors is one of the main objectives, and we take all occurrences of this nature very seriously. Once the true facts were discovered, we took immediate action to remove the perpetrators from the Rankin County Sheriff's Department, cooperated fully with the official investigation, and they are being dealt with through the legal system. We didn't stop there. With assistance from Jeffrey Artis and his team at J Artis Consulting, who collectively have 50-plus years of experience with the FBI, we revamped the department's patrol policy and procedure manual Excuse me, in an effort to keep community informed, to keep the community informed. We have placed many of these policies on our website under the Useful Links tab, and are open to feedback from our citizens. Let's see here. I'm trying to decide if I just want to read all this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it says, well, we updated the complaints slash complaints process so the submissions can be made online, in addition to in-person via telephone and or U.S. mail. <laughs> you can see somebody writing out their complaint and mailing it in, <laughs> licking a stamp, sending it in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dear Sheriff the, Bailey. You know. Lost in the mail. Yeah. Uh, you respect my thartai. Uh, anyway, via U.S. mail. 
Look for a new tab on our website to be active by this morning, Friday. This, I guess, was sent out a couple days ago. With this new process, measures have been put in place to ensure the entire management team has access to every complaint and complainant. The duties will be shared amongst our entire team so every citizen's uh, critique is reviewed. The recruit, well, I'm sorry. Y'all guys, I'm trying to read a small words on a computer screen about three feet away from me, so y'all bear with me. Uh, we recruited and hired an internal affairs investigator from outside of the department to help foster impartially and inf- to help foster impartially and fairness in our reviews. We are expanding our compliance division to include additional internal affairs investigators so that all complaints that rise to the level of seriousness invest- to, to the level of serious investigation can be dealt with in a timely manner. And here in closing it says our deputies and jailers recently completed a color of law training session taught by Ron Reed and others from the Civil Rights Unit at the FBI headquarters in Washington, DC. For clarity, under color of law means the real and purpose use of authority provided by law. The training was designed to help our staff know what is is, is what is expected when interacting with our citizens. Our management team has completed leadership training taught by experienced leaders. And in closing, it says, we appreciate the seriousness of what has occurred this past January. Even though the prior actions were abnormal and extreme, we will make every effort to ensure that they do not occur in the future. Everyone expects to be treated fairly. And we will continually strive to improve how protected, how how we protect and serve our community. I do apologize for my hard time reading that, but um, it's in small font. Did he just say? Uh, so the end of that was abnormal and extreme. Well, the extreme part is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but according part- according to this report, abnormal, unfortunately, not. No. So there's a story that's going to break here, and Kingfish reported on this. We're not breaking any news here. Kingfish reported there's a big story coming out. Uh, Therese April hinted to it on her Facebook last night. Uh, there's an update to the Goon Squad. Some more information has come out. We have uh, we have got our hands here at the Clay Edwards Show on an out, kind of an outline of this story. Some of the accusations that are I don't know if they're accusations. Some of the factual. There, there's the, the factual. How do I say this? I guess the allegations that the story is gonna. It's a. It's a pretty detailed document that we've come into possession with, explaining what the story is gonna say. And it's. You know, would you say it's quite shocking? I mean, it's amazingly shocking. It, it is, and we're we're gonna we're just gonna call this an update to the goon squad. We're not gonna mm-hmm. get in any additional names. There are a few additional names, but I think context. I mean, y'all know me. I'm a big context matters person. I'm not gonna just throw out new names uh, because my understanding is. The way in law enforcement, these could be people that worked the perimeter, mm-hmm. came, left, all that. But one, of the, but some of the on the different cases, some of the different individuals, some of the main things are it's a lot of the same goon squad members. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, seems and, like they're uh, all they're all involved in different incidents spanning the course of over twenty years. I guess we're well, close to twenty years now. Yeah, yeah, over twenty years, and it's it, it's some pretty pretty intense stuff. I, I was hesitant about even talking about it in the first hour because I know there's a lot of kids in the car, but we're going to do that anyway. Um, so, if you, uh, if, if some of it's kind of explicit uh, mm. in different nature, violence, stuff of that nature, stuff that happened out there in Rankin County. So, uh, if you want your kids to hear that, I think they should. But totally up to y'all. I'm giving y'all a warning. So, Sean, let's start. Yep. Uh, let's see here. So, this is a. 
this is just the top findings of from this you know from this investigation and i'm just going to kind of read it as i have it here says we have uh, evidence to suggest that over the course of nearly two decades a loose band of rankin county sheriff's deputies tortured at least 20 people according to the united nations definition of torture these 20 alleged victims are in addition to Michael Jenkins and Eddie Parker. Which were the two individuals that are the subject of the whole Goon Squad, Squad thing, yeah. Yeah, in addition to that. And the second incident identified by federal investigators. Now, I'm going to scroll to the very bottom here really, and read you the uh, – actually, guys, I can't read it to you because I scanned it and it's got a blur over it. But the limited – the United Nations definition of torture, any act which may serve – Pain or suffering, whether physical or mental, is intentionally inflicted on a person for such purposes as obtaining from him or a third person information, confessions, etc. So we'll kind of leave it at that. You you can Google United Nations definition of torture if you like. Uh, some of the it says these alleged victims claim deputies use the following methods to torture them. And I guess what we'll do here, we're going to kind of run through this. Yeah. And what we're not going to do is get into a case by case. Cause I don't want to put any victims names out there. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll look at it like that. All right. So some of the uh, allegations include beating people while they were handcuffed, held down, tied down, shocking people with tasers while they were restrained, sexually assaulting people with sex toys or flashlights strangling and or waterboarding and this is one that i I, i'm guessing this was three different acts performed on one individual it says hung by belt choked with bare hands washcloth stretched over mouth and gallons of water poured over it and why i say i can't imagine this being one simultaneous activity Mm -hmm. because i don't know how you hang somebody by a belt choke them with your bare hands and do all this simultaneously. So this may have been three things that happened to one person. Right. You know, because the washcloth washcloth stretched over the mouth, that's the waterboarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, so we agree on that. Uh, burning people with blow torches and molten metal. And that is a referring to a case where, I guess they allegedly melted a nutcracker and let the hot molten metal drip on the guy's thigh. Yeah. And uh, allegedly burned his feet with a blowtorch. And I think when they when you, when you hear blowtorch here, I don't think they're talking about a. And I'm not trying to soften the blow here. I don't think they're talking about like a welding torch. A lot of these people had drug charges, and you can look at the, the mug shots that we've seen. And I'm going to tell you from personal experience <laughs> that there's some methamphetamines involved in some of these <laughs> right. cases. And with and with people who smoke meth, they have these little mini blow torches that you buy at gas stations and hardware stores and stuff. I'm gonna uh, that that's the kind of pocket sized torch I want y'all to vision here. So let's see, molten metal, uh, forcing guns and tasers into people's mouths. Of course, that we know that's what happened with uh, the gun in the mouth is what happened with the goon squad. But there's also cases of people having tasers put in their mouths and uh, activated. Other unnecessary violence. Uh, thrown through a mirror, punched awake, pistol whooped, etc. While people, while persons claims, while person claims they were compliant. Okay, thought I read complaint. While person claims they were compliant, still getting beat up while being compliant. Threatening people with death and imprisonment if they spoke out about their experience. I know there was one in there where a guy snuck his phone 
and 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 text his family that he thought it felt like his life was in danger. The 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 guy saw the the cop saw the text. One of the goon squad members saw the text and called the family back and told them if they showed up, they were going to jail. Now that could just be run of run of business because a cop doesn't want anybody showing up when they're trying to arrest somebody. Mm-hmm. But neither here nor there. Let's see here. Humiliating people to dehumanize them and inflict psychological harm, uh, e.g., racial epithets or other derogatory language, throwing food at them, sexual taunting, shaming people's military service, or insulting close relatives, etc. And it says these patterns, there are patterns that show up across many of these cases. Deputies often use torture methods that would not leave their faces injured, although they sometimes got out of hand anyway. So that's for the mugshot purposes. They would beat them from the neck down. Right, like the allegation was one guy, they etched a swastika into his forehead, yeah. right? One of the things, yeah. Yeah, white guy. White, white guy. guy. Yeah, because all these, that's another thing. These victims are black and white. Yeah, that's your majority white. Were they majority white? Okay. Majority white. And at least in the mugshots that I saw. Now, that's, let's say, like, over the 20 years, I have no clue. But in the particular mugshots that I saw, and I guess these are potential lawsuits or something, one of these that hey, the, the county even settled with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they settled one of the cases, right? $30,000 or something. Mm-hmm. I think that individual was, was African-American. I believe so, but I could double-check the mugshot with the story. All right. So let's see here. Nearly every alleged victim was arrested for having or selling small amounts of narcotics, mostly methamphetamine, or for having some sort of drug paraphernalia. Nearly every alleged victim was busted during a narcotics sale initiated by a confidential informant. Here's the part that grinds my gears. None of these arrests were for large busts. Of our 20 alleged victims, the largest bust we're aware of was for $420 worth of heroin. Now, obviously, any heroin's too much heroin, but that's a lot of ass, ass whooping to tote for $420. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nearly all of our alleged victims say deputies did not show them warrants or identify themselves as police when they entered their home and often entered their homes without knocking. They often told their alleged victims to leave the county. Now, I want to put something out there because look, I've, I've been as pro cop as anybody. So I want to say there's two sides to every story, but this is based off the reports and the complaints and what this is based. And we'll bring this up because it ties in with with Bailey releasing this, basically that they've updated their complaint department, mm-hmm. their compliance department. How, you know, if you call and you complain, it's taken seriously. Yeah. Cause the, the allegations were that, that there were they were complaints weren't being taken seriously. The complaints allegedly complaints directly to the sheriff too, where he did not take them seriously. Yeah, yeah. And, and after he said that he wasn't aware of this kind of stuff going on, mm-hmm. so th- that that's why this is relevant, and it's just relevant because it's it's, it's terrible. It's yeah, I mean, it's it's horrible. I mean, it's just I'm sure once the article comes out, people get to read it for themselves. And but let's uh, we ran over on our first segment here. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to do some more of this, and we're going to break, start breaking some of these down. You're welcome to call in, 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. And, you know, and I, when we come back, I want to, I want to speak on the, the, the topic of good cops and bad cops. Sure. And, you know, and, and, and how this makes it so much dangerous for the overwhelmingly majority of good cops out there. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron. We'll be right back.
Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center, right down there, <coughs> excuse me, in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Man, a bunch of good God-fearing folks down there in Crystal Springs. I Growing up down there in, in that South-South Jackson area, that Byram area, you know, had a lot of interactions with a bunch of good folks down there in Crystal Springs. Shout out to uh, our Crystal Springs listeners this morning. Kapai, Lincoln County, good good folks down there. Uh, but look, if you're down in that area, and if you're not down in that area, what's the old saying? Old J.L. Jones, drive a little, save a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drive a little. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I love old 80s uh, Jackson commercials, Central <laughs> Mississippi commercials. There's a YouTube channel with a bunch of that on there, but don't let me digress here. I know. Uh, rabbit hole, stay out of. I know. I was about to talk about Leadco, but anyway. one 800 530-7665. All right. Uh, let's stay on topic this morning. Yep. The uh, Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center, Crystal Springs. If you're looking for a good cash car, they do keep a couple cash cars. You know, at three to five thousand. When they're able to get them, when you guys donate them, they get them running. Also, but ten to twenty thousand dollar vehicles is what they specialize in. But I tell people all the time, man. People hit me up, Clay. I need a cash car. I need a cash car. I'm like, start here, start here. And if they don't have anything, you know, then go to your other methods. But Hell, a ten to twenty thousand dollar car at this point is dang near a cash car as far as rarity goes, because cars have gotten so expensive. They specialize in that. They're going to be good running vehicles. They get them. They go through them. They got a great team down there. A great uh, mechanic guy. The guy that runs the shops, awesome. Make sure everything's done right. Recon's taken care of. You're not buying something in theory that you should have any problems with. Of course, it's it's a used car. Anything can happen, but they're not selling you any known issues. And that's important. So get down there, check them out. They uh, they got all credit options available, good, bad, uh, beginner credit. They can get you rolling. They have financing options available for everybody. Check them out, mercyhouseautocenter.com. And I talk about it all the time. You're not just buying a car. You're helping put fathers back in homes and beat addiction when you break bread with Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. and Because uh, it funds their Mercy House Teen Challenge. They're at 501c3. So you can also donate your used vehicle to them. Maybe you got a vehicle sitting out in the yard running or not. Uh, you don't want to, you don't feel like dealing with selling it. You don't feel like trying to deal with getting it running again. As long as you got a title, give them a call. They'll come haul it off uh, and you get the tax write off. So you're not just giving anything away. Check them out online. Mercyhouseautocenter.com. All right. We had a caller on hold. Caller call back 601-879-0002. Uh, Sean, I want to say this. Yeah. And look, the Guns and Gear text line is open to 769-241-1944. i tell you what, let's take this call. They called back. Let's move them. Hey, sorry for leaving you on hold so long. You're on there. No problem at all. I don't actually Good morning. Thank you all for taking my call. Yeah. I just want to comment on the case going out here in Rankin County. Hey, can, 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 hey real quick, can, can, you, can you take us off Bluetooth? Okay, hold on for one second. Can you hear me better now? Yes, yeah. yes. Had an okay. echo. Um, I don't have an issue um, with with the Goon Squad down here in Rankin County. Let me tell y'all something. And this is from a black man who stays in the metro. Look, my whole thing is I understand the police. The police is, look, they got a dangerous job or whatever. And it's a lot of stuff that we don't see that, you know, people just print about that they go through on a, on a daily basis. But this is my whole thing. If you're a citizen down here in Rankin County, and you got a, a squad like this, I'm with it. 
don't nobody, I mean, my whole thing, if you're selling drugs or whatever, then that's what it is. Their job is to make sure that they clean up the town where their grandkids, their kids, and their relatives, they can come and play. Now, my whole thing is whatever taxes you got to use, that's fine. But now, as far as the flashlight and a, and a rectum, <laughs> you know, that's well, going a little too far. Yeah, and I and I and that's look. Me and you are very close to being on the same page uh, on this. Especially, I came from Jackson, and I've only been out in Rankin County. March will be three years, and I left Jackson not because I wanted to, but because crime wouldn't be in fault in a way that I thought was effective. And uh, right. clearly, it's a clearly they're fighting crime in an effective way out there. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but at the end of the day, that's true. Now, I do think lines are obviously crossed here when you get into torture. That you just can't do it. It is what it is. But I think that's why I was very hesitant about speaking out initially on the goon squad stuff until all the facts came out. Because I'm like, hey, right. you know, man, look, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if it's it's safe out there. You know, I don't want to go yeah. rocking the boat. But then when you hear what happened. I think se- to, to me, using blowtorches and 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 sexually abusing people, I, that, to, that that's the line in the sand. Well, I mean, I, and I'm with you, but my whole thing is like a lot of us, man, we ain't buying that stuff with um, Reverend Jackson and all that. Don't get me wrong, man. Stuff happens all the time. But my whole thing is, as the police, my whole thing is, as long as you and I don't agree with the sexual stuff, but. Man, whatever y'all got to do to keep these clowns in check, man, go at it. It is what it is. They sell drugs somewhere. I appreciate That's my hope. Appreciate the call, brother. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening. I mean, I'm, I'm going to disagree with him. I just, this is so horrible. And I guess we haven't had the whole story's not out. These, this is, you know, there's one thing about enforcing the law, and, you know, I did that for 10 years. And, and there's another thing of lawlessness. And when the police act lawlessness, and, they, and, that, and again, I'm with you, Clay, like all the cops I know are good people. And I mean, and, you know, and I'm great people like some of my really close friends are police officers. This is not representative of all of them. So we've got I think we've made that clear. We don't think that. But this even the cops I know are, are angry about this because yeah, it makes absolutely. their job harder. It puts their lives in danger. These guys are criminals like just that's what they are. I mean, and what they did sexually assaulting people, you know, using you know just all the methods of torture. I just that's not you can enforce the law, be strong on the law. We're all for that. But this is this is something else, you know. It is. Is, is there any? Well, I want to me say this first, and I, you kind of you, you stole my thunder I, not, in a good I, way. In okay. a good way. Uh, now, I mean, to, to that point, there's really good cops out there, and we're friends with a bunch of them. And I, I'm going to be 100 percent honest with y'all. Well, I'm always 100 percent honest with y'all to a fault. <laughs> and I didn't know any of these guys, any of the Goon Squad guys. I'm not saying I hadn't met maybe met them in passing at an event or something. But I didn't know a single one of these guys, you know, in any interactions that I'd had. So, and and I know I know a lot of good cops, and I know they're really really upset by this. I mean, yeah. well, I've still, even though we're sitting here having to have this having to have this conversation today, being pro cop is the hill I'm gonna down with this show, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're gonna defend them. But we also, you know, this look, I can You can ask Sean. I was very conflicted about doing this this morning, you know. But at the end of the day. This news, this is news. It has to be out there. And I think when the story breaks and you're able to read all the context around it, you're going to be, gosh, dang, it's indefensible. Yeah, yeah. it's just there's no there's no defense to it. I mean, again, you know, I know we're both pro-cop. We're always talking about that. These guys aren't even cops to me. You know, they're not cops. They're not representative police officers. They're, they're not. They violated their oath, and, and, and so they're not, they're not cops to me. Like, well, you, so I don't think that's, you know. I've heard you mention the color of law thing, mm-hmm. you know, since you've been on the show and since this story broke to my stuff outside the color of law. Yeah. So I found that very interesting that Bailey mentioned the color of law mm-hmm. in there. Um, he, 
So we talked about this the other day. You know, it, it, the kitchen is hot. In the, it's hot in that kitchen where he's at right now. Yeah. You know, he had the initial goon squad stuff. Then he had the wiretapping or phone tapping, uh, illegal uh, warrants. Not warrants. Yeah, subpoenas for his girlfriend's Thank phone you. records. Yeah. Subpoenas, the magic word I was looking for. You had the subpoena issue where if all that's true, which it appears to be, mm-hmm. well, I think eight felonies. Yeah, something like that. But eight correct. felonies. Mm-hmm. And then you got the the getting the the girlfriend's uh, boy, the, the daughter's boyfriend, uh, picking him up from a DUI. And the, and the story that broke last week about how that unfolded, asking a prosecutor what happens if the if the highway patrolman doesn't show up, right? And then the patrolman not showing up, and then you throw this on top of it, you know, you're like, yeah, he had a little he had a little deflection last week when the the trooper sex scandal, uh, revenge porn <laughs> thing came out. It was like, all right, takes that it takes this off the attention off me for a minute, right? And mm-hmm. then, but we knew based on Kingfish's reporting and Therese that. Another story was brewing. Yeah, I mean we've heard we've heard about this. You know, I've heard about this coming for a long time. Two months. I mean, that this was coming since and the was, first one. Yeah. Since the first New York Times Mississippi Today Jerry Mitchell article, we knew that this was coming up behind it. I don't think we knew the extent of it until though you know we read it. That <laughs> was once we read it, we both were like, "This is un, you know unbelievable." Yeah, let's read. Uh, let's check out the Gunsinger text line real quick. Let's see here. Uh. Let's see. All right. Just a few texts, but these are links to some stories. I'm not going to get into those yet. What did Reagan can say? Reagan can, um, always so well thought out text here. Well, I guess that was a text from yesterday. I'm sorry. All right. Look, let's take a break. Get back in line on our time schedule. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. When we get back, we'll dig, we're going to dig into some of these kind of individual things, kind of what happened to paint this picture for y'all. And we got some other stories we want to hit today, too. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on the Clay Edwards Show. Well, I just said that. We're live here on 103.9 WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Get over there and see Chip Matthews and the team today at Fannin Mart right in front of Fannin Lanes, the bowling alley right there on the corner of Spillway and uh, Fannin, Old Fannin. Can't miss it. They're open 4 p.m. to midnight daily, seven days a week. You know, try finding a pizza place that's open that late. The pizza joints over in my neighborhood are only open to about 9 o'clock. So sometimes I ain't hungry till 10 or 11. But you're going to get that late night, late night hunger beast uh, fed to midnight at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. are available on all food delivery apps. Uh, all via, obviously, uh, sit down and carry out is available too. And they have nine different frozen daiquiris on tap that you can get delivered or carry out. Now, don't drink and drive. Wait till you get home to... To partake in them, but uh, that's pretty cool that you can get daiquiris to go. That's a now all he needs to do is have pizza about a slice and daiquiris to go, and it's New Orleans over there. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, check them out, Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. They got way more than just pizza, man. They got pasta, appetizers, burgers, and more. Everything's made from scratch, and you will not regret it. Chip says they got the best pasta meatballs in town. Go uh, challenge him to that. Give them a try. Uh, Chip's been cooking for a long time, so I have no doubt they're great. That's Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Apparently, we have shaken uh, the foundation <laughs> in the area <laughs> with this report this morning. Um, Sean, yeah, I don't have the whole report 
um, here pulled up. I just had these two highlights. I've got it up. So, um, if you want to just pick one of those, and obviously leave the names out. One of the cases? Yeah. Just, okay. okay, there was the one of them. And let me let me say this real quick, Clay, about how they, they did verify all this stuff. And that's important for everybody to know. They did that through court records, photographs, um, and uh, other, like, taser logs, those things. So they, they did a pretty good verification process of the stories that they're going to publish. Yeah, this is not hearsay. Yeah. I mean, this is, well, you know, I'm, I'm, some people may deny that it went down like that, but these are public records. Right. They got all, they got all the records that were trying to corroborate the stories that, you know, the allegations that they were hearing and they're going to report on. And, um, yeah, one of the, um, you know, there was the uh, – one story about a guy who they uh, said was the um, allegedly a drug kingpin, and they came to his house and started calling him the N word, and they um, they uh, repeat I think handcuffed him, and beat him, tased him, and all they found was cake icing in his safe. That was which is weird when I was reading that. It's like why would you have cake icing? Apparently his girlfriend would still he liked to bake cakes and his girlfriend would steal the icing because she'd eat it. You know when you get drunk and you yeah. eat icing. I think we've all probably done that before. And uh, so he had this cake icing in his safe, and okay. that's what that's what they found in the safe was, was uh, it didn't uh, it didn't contain any drugs or anything like that. So C- cake icing, cake icing. I and thought the- that was something. I was like reading that. I'm like okay. I've, Never heard of that before. Put in the, would, it, would it melt in the safe? Or I don't know how it works. Can you find the one? Can you find the one about the melting the Nutcracker? Um, okay, that's. Uh, I'm trying to think which one is that. The same guy that the the did they Blood etched, the, the squash squash could do his head or because there's a photograph of that guy. No, I think it's a different one. Um, It don't matter. Yeah, just, yeah, we can groove it. Yeah, let's go. I'll, I'll look. We'll, we'll keep talking. But yeah, uh, just just pick another one. I don't um, want to leave dead air here. Sure. Uh, the uh, one of them, they uh, dragged him naked from his bed into his kitchen, allegedly, and where they poured spices onto his naked buttocks, smashed a chocolate cake into his face, attempted to shove a mag light into his anus, and beat him. Uh, he, the guy, the allegedly the uh, victim, said that he was taking blood thinners and he could die from the blows and. Then he was punched repeatedly in the face, and the deputy said, I don't give a F. Um, witnesses apparently allegedly saw this and um, him being beaten in the other room. And they stole, allegedly stole his ammunition, a buck knife, and an American flag from his home. Yeah, I want to say that dude was a deputy at another sheriff's department here locally, too. Okay. Uh, uh, he was involved in some stuff. Well, this man also claims that he called Sheriff Bailey to tell him about the incident. And Bailey accused him, allegedly accused him of recording the call and hung up on him. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yes, yeah, so I think that was the guy that was a deputy at another sheriff's office here in town. Was it? Okay. Yeah, th- there's some wild stuff there. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll pick it apart and decipher it a little bit better. Um, Sean, so. Yeah, I found the metal nutcracker one for you, finally. Uh, so this, this is another incident where uh, allegedly the deputies came in and placed the victim's legs under a bed, knocked the bedposts out, and used the bed to pin him to the floor while they tased him repeatedly in the genitals, torso, and temple. Um, while he was handcuffed, they dragged him into the kitchen and used a blowtorch to me- melt the handle of a metal nutcracker, dripping molten metal onto the victim's bare thigh. And then they drew a swastika on his forehead. Allegedly, white guy. Yeah, white guy. He's a white guy, and you can. I think there's. They say here in the report that you could see that in the bugshot photo. You can a little bit. I think he's got some tattoos on his face too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, 
just from what I kind of saw, and this is my speculation, he looks like he may have been a, you know, maybe Aryan or something like that. Okay. Maybe that's why, is that why they, the, the swastika. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just then that's just me speculating, but Sean, let's talk about insurance in the Ray County. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, now that we, we've painted that picture and an interesting conversation we were having last night is w- there's obviously going to be massive lawsuits here. Mm-hmm. And there already has been. They've settled, the county settled one of them, one of these cases, yeah. according to the reports. So there's going to be a, a sea of, I mean, I don't think people understand some of the ramifications of what happened with the goon squad. All the cases those guys were involved in mm-hmm. dropped. Well, the number was like 200 active cases or something. Sure. And just the amount of sheer amount of other cases out there that I've, I kept thinking about this last line, that there's going to be lawyers going to file what's called a post-conviction relief, you know, PCR motions on this. So I assume that's what's going to, if people pled guilty and, you know, that's, I could see that coming. There's going to be a lot of that coming. Then there's the, obviously the lawsuits, you know, they're going to, there's going to be arguments whether this falls out the coverage of insurance policies because they're intentional tort. I would think if, you know, I was filing a lawsuit, I'd file it for negligent supervision or failure to train. That way it would po- possibly fall in, um, you know, in the coverage of the insurance, the county's insurance. So I think there's a way you have to do it. So there's going to be a lot of that. Some people may plead themselves out of coverage. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting because, you know, obviously if you're representing one of the victims, you want the insurance cover a policy to cover this because the deputies don't have any money, the ones that are going to jail. Yeah. So, I mean, that's worthless to you. So like, that's going to be interesting how that works. I, I do wonder, does Rankin County lose its insurance entirely? They draw, that's, that's a possibility. I would think, I know there's like a Mississippi municipal something where the group, and I don't know how that works, but I could see, you know, after this, somehow them getting dropped and having to become self-insured, like you know how City of Jackson self-insured. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, once you get once you get past this, because mm-hmm. we can, we this is just a complete debacle between between the actual incidents, mm-hmm. the cases, the active cases that involve real criminals. I'm sure you know everybody ain't innocent and just got picked on for no reason. But but the ones ones that are guilty are going to say they were though. That's sure. the other problem. You're going to run into the ones that actually did it are going to be like, oh wait, no no, it was a goon squad. So now file this motion. I mean that's going to happen. Well exactly. And my understanding is some of that kind of happened as far as like active cases they were working mm-hmm. had to be had to be thrown out or whatever because how do you call them as a witness? How do you yeah. call any of these guys as a witness in anything or any case that's active? Like you're talking about, I'm sure they yeah like you're saying they've got rid of those cases because you can't. And so I mean that's people who they got a free pass. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, was, I was talking with somebody the other day about that very topic. Imagine if you're one of those guys and you know you're guilty. Mm-hmm. You're like, yep, I did it. I did it. You, you know, you know, in the back of your mind, you did it or not, right? You don't have to wonder if you did it. <laughs> yeah. And you you get a hail mary thrown mm-hmm. and caught, and this goon squad thing happens, and they have to they have to throw your case out. Yeah, it's like the that guy's the lucky guy, right? The one who actually did it. You know, yeah. those guys that I mean more than just one person. I'm sure it's several people, but I mean, at some point down the road, I hope when he's given his testimony in front of Celebrate Recovery or whatever mm. that he that he mentions, yeah, and at my lowest, I was a drug addict or whatever fill in the blank dot 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 and I was just surefire going to jail, but I got on my knees and I prayed. <laughs> and and I prayed not to go to jail and Somehow or another, one of the guys that arrested me were one of these goon squad guys, and here I am. I'm, see, I'm hoping that's that would be the story. The story they, right? That they take advantage of the free pass they've been given. God bless me with this. And now but typically, I'm, no. that's not how the story goes. No, they'll probably just go out and do it again. <laughs> that's probably what happened. Because I'm, I'm on like a I burner. Got, yeah, it's like I'm on a burner. <laughs> anyway, let, let's take a break real quick. Come back. We'll be a little more organized. When we come back, we're kind of shooting from the hip this morning. This ain't what we do around here.
Then we don't break news. We typically just discuss breaking news. So uh, give us a second to get our stuff together, figure out how we're going to move forward. We do have some other topics we want to hit this morning. Again, the phone line's wide open, 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. i tell you what, I will read a couple texts before we hit the break. Dustin says, I've been on the edge of my seat uh, waiting to hear that third world country this stuff took place in and it's Rankin County. The entire department should be flipped upside down and investigated, and the sheriff and anyone that worked closely with him should have been done been fired. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break real quick. We'll be right back on WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. I think that uh, we've done that today here on the Clay Edwards Show. Um, Sean, I don't want, I'm not going to do an ad read to close out the first hour. Yeah. Um, we, we, we decided we're just going to stay on this Rankin County stuff, uh, through the, throughout the duration of the show. Sean, you want to pick another story there for us? Yeah. I mean, there's several stories, uh, y'all. And so we're just kind of wading through all this stuff and the, uh, one of them was happened in 2018, you know, and again, I'm, I'm always using the word, you know, allegedly, and those are the allegations and this is the reporting that they've corroborated. Well, one of the, um, one of the victims uh, during a, uh, I believe it was a controlled drug buy initiated by a, a confidential informant, um, the, uh, the the goon squad w- w- got this guy and um, stuck a gun inside his mouth, says, I hate you, N-words, that come into Rankin County trying to sell drugs. N-word, if I could kill you and get away with it, I would. That's um, what, And then um, then he was pistol whipped by by these deputies. And th- what's it called? Then there was, they apparently they... This is not the same guy, but they um, they pistol whipped him and then um, took him to jail at that point. Yeah, there's a there's another one in there. That's the next one I was reading. the The guy with the lubricated stick. That yeah, was the, yeah, they shoved was, it down his throat. Yeah, it says it says one of the one of the members of this pulled a stick from the woods, lubricated with an unknown liquid, and shoved it down the victim's throat and twisted it while choking him, saying, "You like that, don't you?" And the uh, victim vomited blood, but no drugs came up. And then um. They, uh, yeah, I they, think that was a method to try to get him to throw up drugs. Mm-hmm. They, had sw- they had swallowed some drugs. That's what they did. No drugs came up, but he stuffed the stick down him. And the um, then they uh, apparently they uh, didn't find any. They didn't find any drugs on that one either. All so. right, uh, read a couple of your texts real quick. And guys, if you're just tuning in, we what, what we're talking about is a is a new it's a story that's going to break here in the next couple of days. And this is kind of the outline of some more activities of the goon squad that's going to be a part of this. It shows um, a 20-year run or so of this stuff happening there at the Rankin County Sheriff's Department. Uh, a couple texts real quick. Sorry. You know, you use the face, I use the face scanner on my yeah, phone, yeah. and I've got the <laughs> microphone in front of me. It doesn't allow me to read. I tell you what, we got 30 seconds left. I'm not going to read any of these tags. And guys, I'm sorry if this sounds unprofessional this morning. This is a lot to digest. Yeah, we're just as shocked as everybody listening, you know, when we just got this and we're just going through it. So. All right, so we'll be back at the top of the hour here. We've got our news break. This is the Clay Edwards Show, talking Rankin County Goon Squad update this morning here on WYAB. Right, you tuned back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of 
Reality Radio. It's hour two. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. My co-host this morning, uh, Sean Yorkaran, here live in the 103.9 WYAB studios, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com. If you're ever outside the listening area, listening area or you don't have a phone in the house, I mean a phone, <laughs> a radio in the house, uh, you can always stream it at your computer or on your phone at WYAB. Dot com. And if you miss any of this, you want to go back and listen to any of this later, uh, send it to a friend, whatever. Podcast will be available by 10 a.m. Search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download podcast, stream music, or consume any kind of on-demand content. We are everywhere. This segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing. Guys, we had some storms come through a couple weeks ago, and uh, you may just be figuring out maybe you got a little leak coming from somewhere. Maybe you had some, some damage from the winds. Uh, on your shingles or roof or whatnot, give Watkins Construction and Roofing a call today. They'll come out to do a complimentary roof assessment, see if you need any repair or replacement, and they'll get you taken care of. They'll work with your insurance company the entire way, and they'll be in communication with you the entire way. You won't have to want to know anything concerning your roof timeline and uh, whatever to do with the process of getting your roof fixed or replaced. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. WatkinsConstructionInc.com, locally owned, locally operated, one of the best businesses, period, in the state of Mississippi. All right, Sean, let's uh, let's read some text. We, we, we got some text, and I think mm-hmm. uh, Anonymous Texter says, to Sean's point about the insurance, this is on the Guns and Gear text line, to Sean's point about the insurance policy possibly, more than likely, not getting renewed, the county would have to self-insure. Rankin County taxpayers need to realize they will be paying the bill. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like Jackson taxpayers pay every time the city of Jackson gets sued. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, this has made life for people in Rankin County more difficult, which, you know, which is we were talking about the break. We talked about last night how, you know, the county's grown so much and there's been such good economic development out there. It's, there's been amazing things happening in Flowood and all the Pearl and all those areas. And it just makes it, just, it hurts everybody. It just really does. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're involved in the economic development departments, you know, and you're mm-hmm. trying to recruit, and I'm not talking about like mom and pop businesses, which that's the heart, that's the bloodline sure. of any, any community. I think local people realize that, you know, Things are what they are, and you can look at things in a bubble and say, I still want to bring my business to Rankin County. But if you're some Fortune 500 company thinking about relocating or, you know, a Nissan or just any of these type big industrial type mass job type uh, developments, you know, and people are going to people could look at this and be like, man, you know, Rankin County, isn't that where all that that goon squad stuff happened? Yeah. I mean, especially the story is going to be national story i mean like the ones the ones previously have been and this one's going to be out there i yeah i mean you're not going to bring your you know your huge you know huge company there i mean you're just that's just not going to happen yeah i mean it's, well, it makes it harder and then I you mean, get into you got to get into more incentives mm-hmm. and stuff like that which costs taxpayers more money yeah i mean the goon squad is going to cost the taxpayers quite a bit quite a bit of money so I mean, look, and I don't understand how all this works. It, do, do you think that I know you don't do insurance either? But you know what I vision is them having to raise like property taxes and oh, I mean the insurance like, policy is going to go up, right? Yeah, the premiums are going to go up for sure. Well, you know, I mean, I don't think they'll be able to get insurance. This is my gut feeling. It's mm. on the nightclub, and you know, and I can only put it on that scale. Yeah. But if you had a situation happen where they get sued more than once, especially your insurance is probably going to drop you. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the logical conclusion. That's what I was thinking too. But I think there's also like this menace, um, a Mississippi like group policy. Like a lot of yeah. counties are grouped into one. Okay. I don't know how if they can or how that works. Gotcha. I, I, I know somebody that knows how that works. But I know there's a there's a they have a group where like a lot of counties are lumped into this together. So I don't know how that works in that context. But yes, I agree with you logically. That's what would happen. I mean, that they drop them after yeah. this. Yeah, and then then you had to be self insured. And I, I'm yeah. just saying. And once you you know to pay out these lawsuits, that insurance ain't going to pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I guess they're obligated to pay X amount if they were insured uh, to a to a certain point. Yeah, there, there's tort reform. There's tort limits too. Well, yeah, I mean, and there's you know there's two ways that this can go. I think is you can file what's called a Mississippi Tort Claims Act case, and then there's a federal. You can file in federal court under Fourth Amendment excessive force. I think you could go that route, which is under. Um, for to uh, 1983 case, and that's why you you could file that way, but you'd have to plead it in a way where it was, um, you know, something like I was saying earlier, negligent supervision or failure to train. Because if it's like an intentional tort, then that might fall outside of coverage. So you could run into that issue. And so some lawyers may plead themselves out of coverage of the insurance policy, or the it, and and it just be on the individual deputy. So because they're just like it's kind of like this. Like if you were. If you were, you know, off duty, let's say, and you go kill somebody, I mean, the county's not liable for that. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not it. I mean, I know these guys are technically on duty at times, so that's where the murkier it kind of gets. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd want to plead it where the county is going to be liable for it, which is where I'm saying the negligent supervision and the failure to train is the way I would go with it. All right, let's take a call real quick. Hey, you're on there. Hey, is this stuff the Goon Squad done or just other cops uh, as well as the Goon Squad? It's the Goon Squad. There are some other names sprinkled in on this thing, but the context matters. These guys could possibly have nothing to do with it. So I I want to be clear. I'm not going to give out any extra names, but there are some additional names that will be mentioned in the story when it comes out. Where'd y'all get? Is this information on a website or anything, Clay? No, no, not yet. It it came from a source. Yep. Let me tell you something. I said there's no way in hell Brian Day would even know about this stuff. And I like Brian. There's no way he didn't know about this stuff. There's no way. One after another after another, the stuff that y'all were talking about. I mean, them guys are they gonna bust hell wide open if you ask me. But there's no way Brian did not know about this. It doesn't look good for him. I mean, according to Sean, st- yeah, go Sean, ahead. As an old as an old prosecutor, you think that you, do you think he will be indicted? I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, there's you got to prove. You know, it'd be some sort of federal crime that he was, you know, had knowledge of this, or he was, you know, maybe he was some sort of conspiracy or accessory before the fact. It's not, it's not going to be easy to get him. I, I think that's, you know, the that's going to be the problem. Um, and I assume what my assumption is that these deputies have flipped and they're they're telling everything they're going to tell to the uh, the federal government. So I mean, I mean, if he knew about it, didn't do anything. Is that a crime in itself, or is that just a civil matter? Well, I mean, it depends on to what extent. I mean, did he give? Did he issue an order? You know, I mean, did he know about it? I, federally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know exactly like his knowledge and failure to report. I'm, I'm sure there's a crime somewhere in there. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but um, especially in terms of federally. But I think you know maybe it'd be some sort of conspiracy is what I would think if he knew about it. That's that's my that's my rough guess. Uh, you know, we've all heard rumors over the years, and Clay. You- being in the car business, and God knows I've, I've had black friends, they would not go to Rankin County as oh. far as back as the 90s. Because, I mean, and I always, personally, I always thought it was because they'd get pulled over and get tickets or something like that and get, get the car searched. I never thought in a million years I'd hear anything like this, man. It's pretty, it's pretty horrible. It's pretty, I mean, it's... It it's really a, is. 
really like they're gonna bust hell wide. And I know there's some great people in County Sheriff's Park. I know a lot of a lot of good guys on that deal, but dude, this this is this is they ought to be ashamed of themselves, that's all I gotta say. And I, another thing and I'll let you guys go, what keeps the goon squad I mean, them guys from going after the goon squad's families, like their homes and their four hundred one Ks and stuff like it, going after them personally? Well, I mean, like I said earlier, if it goes, if it's an intentional tort, I mean, against a specific deputy, then they could get a judgment. But you know, what I'm assuming these guys don't really have any money, and that they're um, that they're especially you know that they're going to prison. So I mean, not going to get much. I don't know whether they you know what they own or you know what property they do. So I mean, it's not going to be it's not going to be worth a lot of lawyers' time just to sue the deputy individually without an insurance policy. I guess that's my point. Okay, you guys have a great day. You too, brother. Thanks. No, I just. Got a text. Well, so, somebody else texted in and said uh, it would be uh, possibly RICO. I mean, there's a state RICO and there's a federal RICO. I guess yeah, that's true. It could be that too. I mean, that's always you know that's a that's a that's a tough one too. I mean, there's ongoing criminal enterprise and there's two predicate acts with RICO. Possibly, you know, I just don't know what. It's hard to say, Clay. What you know, what Bailey knew, what his involvement was in yeah. it. Did he allow that? Because we're talking about RICO. Did he allow? the criminal enterprise to go on did he benefit from it i mean there's so many things that it's hard to kind of lay out what crime he's guilty of i look at my heart i'm like there's something there i mean i'm sure the feds know or what way they're going i don't think there was anything to benefit from mm -hmm. this i mean this is petty drug crimes i mean consistently but you know when i say petty uh, it's just a lot of drug crime you know and and the, the documents say that none of these people in this particular batch were arrested with more than $450 worth of drugs. Right. And it was heroin. So, uh, you know, I don't know that there's a benefit to to any, to to this type of behavior. It was just, you know, just screwed up. I think if he gave some sort of order for them to maybe a specific victim here, like in one of these cases that we're reading, and then that would give him criminal liability at that part. If he gave, like he said, you know, one of the goon squad members, whoever met with him, and they said, "Okay, go do this." Then yes, then he would be, you know, criminally liable for that. But uh, you know, barring, I'm guessing the way the way Clam Boyan put this, it almost sounds like a mob boss situation. You know what I mean? Where the mob boss doesn't really ever give any orders; it's just kind of known what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of feel like that's the that's that's the way it feels like. But unless you know, these guys, are, of course, the ones that already pled guilty, I'm sure they've told the federal uh, FBI everything they know, and maybe one of them has said. Brian Bailey specifically told me to do this, and I think that's that would that would create some liability on him, obviously. Yeah, and this is just us speculating. We have, yeah, we, I don't know. That's what I mean. It's just hard to know. Yeah, I mean, I, it, Brian Bailey's involvement aside, or mm-hmm. potential alleged potential involvement uh, aside, we're just looking at these things on an individual basis mm-hmm. here. What we know, what we know happened, you know, versus. You know, potential higher up stuff. Like I, said, I hate to speculate on that kind of stuff. I mean, I think when you know we're discussing like his, you know, possible criminal liability. The when we, the uh, phone records case that was reported, yep. he had some criminal liability there, if I recall. But mm-hmm. the statute of limitations had run on that, and then then after Michael Guest had transferred that to the attorney general's office, they didn't do anything with it, and um, and the statute ran, so they couldn't do anything after that. So, like I think in that instance, he you know probably did. Are there other instances like that? I'm, I'm, I don't know, but we'll, I mean, we're going to see because all the stuff is coming out now. Yeah, and I, and I want to reply to a text here that just came in on the Guns and Go text line from Job. It says, uh, I don't understand how you were so in favor of lawless behavior a few weeks ago with the person in Jackson shooting the kid to recover their stolen vehicle, but now with the goon squad, it seems horrific and tasteless. You can either treat criminals like animals or not. He said, but your outrage today seems disingenuous in light of your words advocating vigilanteism a few weeks ago well that's the, the difference in vigilanteism 
and somebody doing stuff under the color of law. Right. I mean, I, that's that's the difference. It's a big difference. I mean, that's you know, a, that's I don't a even, giant difference. You know, if you don't like my thoughts and opinions, change the channel. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I do believe that people should be able to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, what happened in that case? I don't remember. Yeah, was a, somebody got carjacked over in Jackson, and the people went around. You know, followed followed the people around the corner mm-hmm. and got their car. You know, got into a shootout with them and got their car back. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Right. They're not. They weren't police officers. They're just no. like if someone like carjacked me, and I wouldn't chase them down and try to get. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gotcha. I was, a little different situation. That that that's an example of effing around and finding out. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's you know, a, this agreed. <laughs> this is a this is a different situation. So. Yeah, these are people that were, you know, sworn law enforcement officers that, you know, acted outside the scope of their authority, absolutely, and did things that were just, you know, horrific and that, you know, cast not only a bad light on Rankin County, but a bad light on the entire state of Mississippi. That's something that we've all dealt with just based on the history of the state and that now we're going to continue to deal with because of this. Yeah, and, and, and I want to make I want to be clear here. This is I'm looking at these mugshots. They're. This happened. They were equal opportunity. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. equal equal opportunity abusers. And, and I know that you know with all these ones that have got black guys in it. The black guy side of the story is that n word, n word, n word got used constantly. And I'm not saying it didn't, but I'm also saying that there's plenty of white people in here that got it too. I don't think this is strictly a race thing. Everything is like the. It's kind of been my point about the goon squad. Everybody wants to say it's an example of racism. It's an example of racism. And obviously, once you use the N-word and all that stuff in a situation, it, it it's going to be made about, regardless of what the initiated it, it's going to be called racism. But there were other victims as well. It's not just, mm. you know, you can't tell me it was racism when it's white on white. No, yeah, I mean, they were going, I mean, they were just yeah. general lawless. Now, do I think they were racist? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, by what's been reported, what we're reading here, I think they were racist, and they were like, hey, we're opportunists, you know, we're going after these guys, you know, what, too, regardless of race. So they they, they kind of did it all. Yeah. All right, let's oh. take a break. Come back. Sean York Cron. This is The Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Got a lot of y'all texting us, letting us know that uh, the stream is maxed out. Well, that means we got a big audience. So thank y'all for listening. You can always tune in on 103.9 FM on the radio or uh, the TuneIn app. Uh, just uh, search WYAB. It is free on the TuneIn app, but you do have to download the TuneIn app. Uh, let's see, man. Look, we got a, we got a great text here. And uh, I'm going to read this, so reading it kind of in live time. And uh, this is from an anonymous current Rankin County deputy. It said, I, along with every good Leo, am disgusted with the conduct of this small percentage of rogue actors. It has to be talked about. However, there are tons of positive actions and contacts every day by the department. For the department to, to heal, Brian, Brian has to go. But we also need to focus on the good encounters. I have been with RCSD for several decades. I have never seen or heard of this type of evil. So why did MSU get rid of Arnett? Because his team wasn't performing. He was never on the field, but is responsible. Same thing here. Brian is ultimately responsible. I would, I would be open to talking offline. Uh, might be able to – all right, so I think that's enough of that. The rest is kind of personal message. Mm-hmm. It, I think that's a great analogy. Yeah. 
I, I He's one hundred percent right. I mean, we've been saying that, right? Yeah, and 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 I want to be clear here. I mean, I, I, and y'all may call me a bootlicker or or whatever, and and that's fine. Call me anything you want. Just don't call me collect. Uh, we don't enough of the good doesn't get shed on the, these guys. I did a, I did sure. one of my my f around and find out videos the other day, and I made it a point to because it involved Rankin County Sheriff's Office, and I made it a point to to say. These guys have had a lot of negative light shined on them lately, and they, here they are creating their own good news by doing what they do in the community, keeping the community safe. You know, there are some bad actors, unfortunately. There's bad people on every walk of life, uh, from radio hosts to car salesmen to lawyers mm-hmm. to police. There's somebody bad that does everything. So I, I, I hate to shine the light on the negative, but we will try to focus on shining the light on the positive as well. And that's something I think we do very well here. And that's why when I feel like we decide to to talk about these stories, I think it might mean a little bit more because we're typically on the other side of this. Yeah, sure. Exactly. I mean, and I, I think we said that at the beginning, this is not this is not the majority of police officers. This is these this ain't even the majority of the Rankin County Sheriff's Department. No, yeah, right. These are these are just these aren't like I said earlier, I don't consider them cops. They're they're criminals. So, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a representation. And that the, the, the you know, a friend of mine. I talked to his police officer last night. It was just like, you know, this makes their jobs harder, like more dangerous for the people that are good cops. And that's that's a horrible thing. So. Uh, William text in on the Guns and Gear text line says, could obstruction of justice be looking Brian Bailey in the face? Could what now? Uh, could Brian be facing obstruction of justice? I Possibly. I guess so. You know, that's yeah, there's possible. I mean, I just don't know what he did. We don't know exactly what what's out there that he did yet. Nothing's been reported. Specific, except yeah. for the subpoenas to his girlfriend or subpoenas girl. That's the only thing we know. And we can speculate on things he might have done, but we don't. There's nothing yeah. concrete that anybody said Brian Bailey did this. Yeah, I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into speculation. You know, I, I think just there's enough. There's enough factual stuff here to avoid speculation. I mean, I think what we, I think what the public and us, what they're, whatever he's thinking is, he had to have known. Yeah. We, we we figured that right. He had to have known. We don't know that he knew, but we all. Or leading to her, he had to have known, and you know I know that we all think that. But what he did, what he didn't do, what I don't, we just don't know. Yeah. I mean, I will, uh, I will leave that up to the uh, to the re- to the reporters and the legal system. Yeah, yeah, we'll the, talk about it when it comes out. Right. Uh, let's see here. We got some more text. Uh, Reagankin's text finally came through. It says uh, you cannot become that which you are trying to stop with the goal of stopping what you have become. Deep, isn't it? Every single case these goon squads were a part of just a part of just got calls for appeal coerced confession is what i would claim pcrs is what you know somebody talked last time there's gonna be a lot of those filed or if they haven't been already and what is pcr post-conviction relief post-conviction relief uh continuing reagankin's text says we're supposed to respect the police not fear them like you i support law enforcement blindly until you prove me wrong everything you read was illegal abe so was illegal so wrong these were not good cops. If true, these were good gang members. Most cops are great. The bad bring bring attention. The bad bring great attention, but we do not condemn Southern teachers when one sleeps with a student. A little, a little out of context there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I see what he's saying. Right, we're not condemning police here. We're, yeah. we're condemning these guys. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's like you know, make that clear. I mean, we're not. Or not. I mean, these guys that happened to be police and happened to misuse their authority and happened to do these things, they weren't, you know, this is not This is not the majority of, of police officers. Yeah, I mean, these are five or six out of a couple hundred. Yeah. 
you know, if you count all the staff over there mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's look, it's a bad situation, and it, it's going to be. It's been bad on the Rankin County guys. I know a bunch of those guys. Obviously, you yeah. know a bunch of them. Yeah, um, it's it's been tough on them because I mean I've had them tell me personally that man people look at them differently. Sure, I had a guy the other day uh, was having a drink uh, the other night with, and he mentioned that uh, he saw a lady somewhere and she just looked at him a couple times and was just really kind of reckless eyeballing him. And finally, he was like, "Ma'am, are, are you okay?" She was like, "I just do not believe you should have that gun." You know, with See, the, and, you know, and that kind of that, that kind of sentiment from a little random lady that I, saw him in uniform. I had a conversation. I can read that up with a friend of mine. He's a police officer several weeks ago before we knew about this portion of it. And he said, you know, he's like, like, obviously, we're talking about how it makes their job more dangerous. And we he described a scenario where, like, what if you're if you're black and you get pulled over by the Rain County Sheriff's Department and you're. Uh, you're scared, and can you blame you because you've read all this stuff, and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Now, this is a good sheriff's deputy that wouldn't do it, right? Sure, not going to do anything wrong. But the perception now is, I don't know what this guy's going to do. Well, and, and that's and that's Rankin County, yeah, sheriff, anywhere, I mean, right? It's all, all law enforcement in Rankin County, period. Mm-hmm. Whether you're talking about Richland, Pearl, Brandon, whatever, you know, people just kind of throw a, a, a throw a, throw a wide net over all of it. Yeah, and then, you know, and I've talked about this before. We talk about um, based on. The false narrative the media pushes out, uh, scaring black people half to death, and they get pulled over thinking this kind of stuff's going to happen when it's not true. Then you give this actual meat on the bone, exactly, and it's like, man, I, you know, nobody, no, nobody's more f f o than I am, but I can almost understand feeling scared to death. Yeah, if you get pulled over, right? I mean, like, I said, like you- I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna run. And this was a police officer friend of mine describing the scenario to me, saying, you know, he's like, how can you blame the guy? The guy's, the guy's a black guy, and he gets pulled over by in Rankin County, and now he's scared because all this stuff is everywhere. And even though the police officer in Rankin County is not a bad person or they're doing their job, but they're all affected by what these guys have done. And then the public is affected because they're thinking about it. It's just created a you know, catastrophe in that county for law enforcement, I think, and for the citizens. Man. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Hey, Clay. Good morning. It's Scott. Hey, brother. Hey. Yeah, uh, I've just been enjoying listening. It's been a really enlightening uh, conversation this morning. I've, I've been debating whether to call in or not and contribute just because the listening's been so good. But uh, but I did want to kick in a little bit, uh, kind of what Sean said. I, and I know what you mean. You didn't mean it the way I'm about to. I'm not trying to correct you, but I'm just yeah. going to play off of it. That these these this these guys that you're condemning, in my view, they didn't happen to be bad cops. It happens because it's it's permitted. Frankly, it's allowed. And I have had police officers. I've had encounters with police officers in the past where they they just got this this attitude of, hey, I'm in charge here and all that, and and they want to make and they want to make sure that you know it. They want they want to get you to cower down and concede to them, no matter how ridiculous they're being. It doesn't matter if they know that they're violating your rights. They say you say another word, I'm going to take you in, and I'll figure out what I'm going to charge you for later. Well, that clearly is not legal, but that's exactly what they'll tell you, and that's their way of saying I am that much in charge here. That's how in charge I am. I already know my chief of police, my sheriff, doesn't care and isn't going to do anything about it. 
practice. If someone in this day and age where everybody's recording everything will say words like that, they know they've got cover, and the cover is within the legal system. And those people are bullies, and they need to be run out. But the fact is it costs fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 to run a, a, a candidate through the academy there in Rankin County, and that comes out of each department's budget. And there's, there's a reason why right there. It just costs too much to run these knuckleheads out of there until they do something so bad that it ends up on WYAB at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> so that's the problem you have, and they don't get refunds for that. Um, but it and, comes and, down to leadership. And, Scott, it's also, uh, it's also gotten way harder. I'm right. Scott, it's also gotten way harder for them to recruit officers based on the national media stuff that's happened over the last few years, like post-Michael Brown and, of course, post-George Floyd, where it's just gotten harder and harder and harder for cops to be cops, you know, by just doing their jobs. Right. You know, and then you throw this type of stuff in on top of it. you got to start asking yourself, how many good cops are you going to lose that say, man, did you – the juice just ain't worth the squeeze, and I know they've lost a lot, period. I mean, I would say they. I mean, uh, just the police. Departments in general. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting so many so many ads uh, in social media for Kenna, Louisiana, and, uh, and and all over, all over the area, especially the rural areas. We being in, uh, you know, in the south, it's very rural around here, so it's even harder because those areas just don't have the tax base. Uh to pay for that sort of, you know, to pay for that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, then you throw right. in, then you throw in something like the Capitol Police coming in, and they're paying more money mm-hmm. than these other ones can afford. You know, that have budgeted for, and you know, so then you you, you lose them. The ones that want to stay in law enforcement, you're going to lose a lot of them to the to the local department that pays the most money. Yeah, because it's so competitive, you can you can jump and move. Uh, you know, if you start to feel the heat of some of your misdeeds, you start sitting down and getting a few counseling sessions and things, and there are a few complaints, that's okay. You move to a new jurisdiction. It's frankly just a clean slate for you. You know, you could start all over being a bully again uh, or taking your personal frustrations out on people at your job, which when you're a police officer means the public suffers. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. It, it, nothing happens from it. I, I I got pulled over in Brandon. Brandon PD pulled me over. The guy was not, he was in an unmarked vehicle. It was on the interstate. One of those interdiction guys, I mean, completely unmarked. I don't mean like the slightly marked, there were no markings at all. Tinted out SUV. And when he lit me up, I, I, I waited a mile, mile and a half before I got to the exit because I wasn't pulling over for somebody I didn't recognize just out on an open highway when it's about to be dark out. It was uh, late evening, afternoon. And uh, when he finally pulled me over, he had other people already intercepted me. And he, uh, he, he, I mean, he pulled his gun out, did the whole throw me your hands, get out of the car, question me without Miranda, which at the time uh, was right when that changed from, from the Supreme Court. But regardless, towed my vehicle, had to pay for that, took all my weapons, and I went to court, and at the end of the day, I got a speeding ticket for 10 miles an hour over and a failure to yield. That's it. Same thing you get for rolling through a stop sign. And, you know, that's just, that's ridiculous. And on and on the stand, I asked him, so, you know, what was your 
you know, what, what threat? How was, how was, how was I belligerent? Identify the threat, articulate, you know, the, you know, how I was being hostile or belligerent in any way. Cause he didn't in his report that I had, he couldn't do it. He said, he said, you know, I said, well, what was the threat you identify? So why go straight to deadly force? He had multiple officers around. All I did was not stop when you wanted me to. What, what's the reason for pulling a gun on a guy? Well, I didn't know what you were going to do. Hey, Scott, okay. Scott, you I, don't know what you're going to do for anybody. I, hey, I got to take my break, bro. I got to take my break. I hear you, Clay. Appreciate we'll you. Talk to you later, man. Thanks. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. All right, we'll be right back on WYAB. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment brought to you by the Grass Fed Difference, Stonington Farm. Guys, if you listen to this show for any amount of time, you know I'm a huge fan of grass-fed, grass-finished, locally-sourced Mississippi beef. And Stonington Farm can help you be as satisfied as I am. They come up here once a month, and they deliver your order here in the Tri-County area. You get it now. You pick it up in Brandon. They're at the Home Depot in Ridgeland at Joe T's Wine and Spirits. or uh, And I'm not sure where they do it at in Florence, but it's Brandon, Florence, and home, and, uh, and Ridgeland, so you kind of cover the Tri County area. They may expand as uh, as people from more areas need to get their beef, but very they make it easy to get. They come up on a Friday around two o'clock, at least that's the time they come where I pick up at, and you will not regret it. Just grass fed, grass finished, one hundred percent, steroid free, antibiotic free, and most importantly here lately, mRNA free, uh, Mississippi raised beef. Try the ground chuck. I mean the ground beef. You will not be disappointed. The steaks are phenomenal as well. They have every cut you can imagine. You can get anything from a pound of ground beef up to a whole cow chopped up the way you like it. Check them out online today, stoningtonfarm.com. That's stonington with two N's, farm.com. Or you can just always Google it, Stonington Farms. You go to view our cuts. It's got all the prices, the cuts, all that stuff. You'll call Miss Katie Stonington. You're going to speak with the owner to place your order. It's a very intimate and a personal experience. And uh, she'll she'll be able to answer any questions you may have. That's Stonington Farms and the website, stoningtonfarm.com. All right, Sean, let's uh, hit a few texts real quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin says they deliver Barry's Seafood. Oh, uh, Stonington goes to Barry's Seafood in in Florence. Uh, Let's see here. I mean, you guys have been texting in a storm. (laughs) Uh, And I appreciate everybody. Jamie says... We have, oh, this is about my chimney cleaning stuff. Uh, I don't proofread these things, <laughs> right. as y'all may can tell. I see. I don't proofread a lot of the articles because I like the live reaction. I want my reaction to be authentic. Uh, Woodrow says reservoir police are bad too. All about letting, all about letting you know they will do what they want and come up with something to charge you with later. This happened two years ago. Maybe those officers have been dealt with. Yeah, and 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 look, I don't want to turn into. And I love all you guys' opinions and stuff and y'all's thoughts and your stories, but, you know, I don't want to turn this into a axe to grind with other agencies. And, you know, I think there's enough here to, to focus on, but uh, and maybe we'll have a day for that, but that's not really what I want my show to be about. Uh, and, I, and I mean that with all respect. You know, I used to ask, ask, ask a question like that during Vordire or jury selection. I was like, how many, my, my ending question would always be, how many people here don't like the police? 
it, you know, and I mean, everybody's hand would go up. There's like half the venari would come up, and then they, but I would never let them answer why, because if you do that, I made that mistake before. I'm like, let me tell you about this time that the police did this to me, and it just becomes like a rampant thing across the potential jury members. And so I learned better after I started, you know, yeah. trying cases longer to just say, okay, you don't like the police? No, I don't. Okay, write that, I'm write that down, and you know, I'm going to strike you off the jury. <laughs> so that's kind of the way it worked. Uh, unknown texture says, uh, I think this is Josh, says, Scott's call is spot on regarding cops allowed to uh, be rude to citizens for no reason. I, look, and, I, and I've and i talked about this with, with cops before, and, and look, again, I'm not justifying anybody's bad behavior, but I think they're a lot like me in the car business, and you get somebody, and by the fourth or fifth person, and everybody's got the same thing, I'm just looking, you get a little numb mm. to stuff, and you do lose a bit of your humanity when you do it every day. And I know you shouldn't, and that's what separates the the men from the boys, so to say. Um, Guys can go be in the car business for 20 years, and they can put that smile on every customer they catch. I couldn't do it, and uh, that's why I'm no longer doing it. (laughs) So I I guess I just say, I'm not trying to compare car sales to being a police, but when somebody does it every day, like people don't, in theory, people don't get pulled over or have an interaction with a cop every day. No. Just like people don't go buy a car every day. So it's a new experience for them, usually, or a rare occurrence anyway, and where some people kind of get numb to it. Everybody's got the same excuse. I wasn't speeding. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. I'm just looking, you know, whatever. Um, here's another anonymous text from a from a former Rankin County deputy. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I'm a former Rankin County deputy, and I can say firsthand that Bailey knew what was going on. He was actually in the narcotics unit and trained McAlpin and Middleton had uh, had been convicted in Jackson where he was a Jackson police officer after he ran a red light and hit, we knew about this, where he hit a, yeah. he hit another car and killed a person in that car. Sheriff Pennington got Shuler Smith, the DA, to reverse the charges and had the state reinstate his certification. Long story short, nobody will say anything because of the threat from the sheriff about what he can do if they say anything well which I, i've heard that now that, that that's since become public information i mean i knew about that story i worked there at that time that was 2008 yeah that happened i think that was on um what's the uh highway 18 on the way to raymond i think that's where that happened yeah so that was middleton right yeah middleton yeah mm-hmm. ran a red light killed somebody and yeah, he pled guilty in front of bobby delauder at that time before bobby was off the bench yeah that's that's what i remember from that i wasn't involved in that case but uh i do recall that incident Let's see here. Somebody uh, texted in, says if a cop can't handle keeping his humanity, they can find another occupation. And well, that was that was kind of my point there. Uh, when I that's why I drew the comparison to the car business because sometimes if you can't put that smile on for everybody, mm-hmm. you, you do. You, you don't. You need to find something else to do. Yeah, I mean, it's like I was saying about the you know doing during jury selection, and I'd ask that question, and people that had had interactions with the police would raise their hand and they were all they were never no one rose raised their hand and said oh it was a great interaction and we just had coffee i mean no one says that they're it's the same like, with online reviews yeah it's exactly it's the same thing no one's like man i had the best experience the police officer got you know my cat out of the tree or whatever it's nothing like that it's always i got pulled over uh, for speeding and he was mean to me or something like that it's always some incident like that so it's never you know that that's kind of just yeah, standard, yeah exactly well like i say that's why when i see a good review online i take it serious <laughs> yeah. because somebody had to have gotten really good service to go write a good review everybody writes bad ones but, not everybody but most are bad because people go mad they love that so unless it's on amazon where everybody gets paid to write a good review let's <laughs> see uh hey jerry i hate I hate to cut you short but you got about a minute brother 
Don't need that long. Uh, real quick, what did Bobby? Is what what caused Bobby Delauder to not be on the bench? Um, well, if I remember correctly, it was the um, he had uh, he had if he played guilty to lying to the FBI. If that's I think that's oh, what it was. Oh, yeah. okay. Does that surprise you about reversing some charges? And the next thing, <clears throat> y'all may not remember, but the Richland police had a police officer <clears throat> who was Mads Perth of the Year five years in a row. Come to find out, he's uh, arresting people for DUI and arrested the wrong person who was not drinking and had means to fight it. And he got fired, but he uh, is now a police officer in Tennessee because police officers don't police themselves. It doesn't look like because he was fraudulently charging people didn't have to meet. Oh, yeah, that was, was Soto. I remember that. He just moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and guess what? We pat each other on the back. Is, like, he, is he really so working in Chattanooga? Oh, he wow. moved to Chattanooga. Yep. He's a police officer up there. I don't even know if he got fired. He just left the police force. So go to Jackson, John Belial. They had a lot on it. And the question you should ask a jury pool is how many of y'all trust the government, not the Pope? Hi, <laughs> oh, hey, Jerry. Appreciate it, brother. Go. Thanks. All right. Let's take a break real quick. Come back land the plane for the day. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, burgers, blues, barbecue, all three locations. Flowwood is open now. Don't forget they have breakfast at Madison and Flowwood. And coming up soon, they have uh, breakfast with Santa at the Brandon location. You can get all that information at burgersblues.com. And don't forget, holiday Christmas parties and catering needs. They can handle five to 5,000 people. And they also have two food trucks available. So check out Burgers blues.com and check out what their blue plate special is today they're on the website they have hamburger steak every day but they also alternate it with another meat all right in closing sean and i decided to talk about this today because this story is going to come out and uh you know i'm not even 100 sure if it's going to be the times or mississippi today or or one of those the story is going to come out and it ain't going to it's obviously not going to paint police in a positive light at all so we thought we felt like we would intercept this a little bit and we have to talk about the ugly, but we also have the opportunity to talk about the good. And because uh, I can assure you, I don't think their article is. No, no I don't. I mean, I think it's I mean, that's yeah, I think we wanted to talk about how, you know, there's good police officers out there. This shouldn't that this is dangerous for them yep. because I think, you know, national narrative just dumps on cops all the time. And, and I mean, and these guys that did this, all of them should be dumped on continuously. Totally for that. Do it. They deserve it. And it needs to be fixed. But, you know, there's also innocent people, man, out there, innocent police officers that are not involved in this. I mean, look, and I, I think that needs to be clear. My too. personal conflict with even doing with even talking about this stuff today was I don't want somebody to listen to this and it put uh, police in danger. You know, because people get this in their mind and right. they freak out. But at some point we have an obligation if we do this kind of stuff that you have to talk about stuff. All right, Sean, great show today, man. Thank you. Podcast will be available shortly for anybody that wants to listen to it. I'll be back here tomorrow, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.